Welcome to Susan Lanero Outdoors, where we're going to cultivate, harvest, and prepare clean, organic food. I am Paul Rhodes, the host and founder of this podcast and the company known as Sizzlin' Arrow Outdoors. Well, thank you for joining us today. We're glad that you are here. If this is the first time that you've tuned in to Sizzlin' Arrow Podcast, welcome. Yeah, definitely uh, glad that you decided to join us. And if you've been with us for any amount of time now, thank you for coming back. So for the newbies here to the show, you know, definitely encourage you to check out the first episode, of course, listen to this one first, and then go back and check the first episode, the introduction to Sizzlin' Arrow, and also check out the website, www.sizzlinarrow.com. And if you haven't done that already, if you've been listening to us for a while, what are you waiting for? Go and check out the website, see what we're doing over there, and a lot of great information there too. So anyway, uh, today's episode, we are going to discuss a topic that I had become fairly familiar with here, unfortunately, recently, but uh, we're going to talk about tick bite diseases and how to prevent them and what to look out for and you know, all that good stuff. So not sure if you are aware. I was not aware that there were so many of these uh, tick-borne illnesses out there in the United States, but there are 18 different tick-borne illnesses within the United States of America. I mean, so with this, I mean, if you're in the woods at all, whether it's hunting, fishing, camping, you know, you need to protect yourself using DEET or uh, Sawyer uh, clothing spray. And we'll kind of dig in a little bit more into that here a little bit later. But, you know, protecting yourself from these little monsters, as I call them, is very crucial. We're not going to cover all 18 of the diseases that are out there with ticks. For one, I, I can tell you, I can't pronounce those things properly, all of them. And two, it's going to be one boring ass episode if I go through and just talk about all these different diseases and break them down for you. So who wants to listen to that? I, I sure don't want to go over it. And I sure you guys don't want to listen to that. So we're just going to cover three of the main ones that are out there, which is Lyme's disease, which everyone knows about that, pretty sure. And um, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, and then the Alpha Gale allergy disease that is out there by ticks as well. So anyway, you're probably wondering, why are we talking about ticks? You know, what does that got to do with um, harvesting and cleaning your own meat and uh, cooking your own food and all that or growing your own vegetables? Well, the reason we're talking about ticks today is for one, if you're if you spend any time in the woods, you're going to run into these things and knowing how to prevent them is going to give you a better outdoor experience. And it's also going to save you from getting very sick too. Now, even if you take the preventive measures, it may not help all the time. As I have discovered, it doesn't help 100% of the time, but it definitely deters them more times than not. So kind of a backstory, you know, as I mentioned, and I think it was either the last episode or the episode before, my son and I went to a 3D archery shoot in Burlington the other was the end of July. And, you know, we walked around, it was about a mile, maybe, you know, about a mile course, I think, and shot 20 different targets, had a great time. And, you know, when we yeah, came back. We both checked ourselves for ticks, just like we normally do after we come out of the woods. And I found probably seven or eight ticks on me, the little bitty ones, and found about the same amount on my son. Now, you know, we we got everything off. We took the necessary precautions, kicked our boots off outside, all that good stuff. And you know, one one trick that I've learned to get ticks off of you if they're embedded is you take a lighter and you heat up the end of a pocket knife or something and then you stick that on top of the tick and they kind of like 
move their way out because the heat, they want to try to get away from that heat. So they kind of back themselves out and then you can pluck them out pretty easy and make sure that head gets out of you. With all this, you know, we got everything off, thought everything was good. And about two weeks after that, the joint in between my middle finger and my right finger started to swell up. And, you know, I didn't think too much about it. I was like, okay, well, maybe I just bumped it or, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it just got inflamed or irritated somehow. So I didn't think too much of it, but I took some ibuprofen. It didn't really help. And it lasted, well, it was going on continuous for about a week and nothing was getting better. And then my knees started to ache and hurt and I was really, really tired. So I was like, okay, well, I kind of put two and two together. I was like, okay, well, I'm starting to, you know, my hands swollen up, my knees are hurting and I'm, I'm really fatigued, which usually I'm, I'm go, 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 go. And I was like, this isn't normal for me. So I should probably go to the doctor and get it checked out. So went into the Duke hospital here in North Carolina and Morrisville, talked to the doctor. We decided to do blood tests and they took quite a bit of blood and ran, I think it was 12 or so different tests, maybe a few more, um, to check for Lyme's disease and a few other things that may be causing the symptoms. So my doctor just prescribed me the doxycycline antibiotic for uh, precautionary measures until we got the results back to see if I had Lyme's disease. So waited a couple days, I think it was like three days, uh, maybe four days to get my all my results back. So you know, I was getting these results back from all the other ones. Everything was normal, negative, looking good. And you know, I was uh, taking these antibiotics and this stuff is no joke. I'll, I'll tell you that. it's It kicked my ass primarily in the morning. Like I'd take it on an empty stomach and you're not supposed to eat two hours before or two hours after. So, you know, I was at work and feeling dizzy and nauseous and I was joking around. I was like, I was like, man, maybe this is what my, my wife felt like when she was pregnant, you know, morning sickness and all that. And one of my coworkers was like, you're pregnant. And I was like, oh, sure as hell. Hope not. I was like, that would be something that, uh, I would really need to do some explaining on and, uh, I'd have bigger problems than Lyme's disease if that happened. So a couple of days later, I got the results for, everything and it came back negative for Lyme's disease and it did come back positive for Rocky Mountain spotted fever. So good news is I'm not pregnant. Uh, bad news is I have the Rocky Mountain spotted fever. But on the bright side is I've already been taking the doxycycline for the Lyme's disease or Rocky Mountain spotted fever. So it's the antibiotics they would have prescribed me anyway if it was positive right off the get-go. So I'm already quarter of the way in on the, or maybe halfway in on the uh, antibiotics. And it's starting, my body's starting to get used to it a little bit more. So I'm not having the morning sickness and stuff like that. I'll still get a little dizzy here and there. But yeah, the the main point of this whole thing is this is not something to play around with. Uh, you need to be prepared when you're out in the woods. You need to make sure that you treat your clothes. And that's going to be one of the things that I, I do on a regular basis, which I, I don't know why I didn't treat my clothes that last time, but um, I had a cream, like a Sawyer tick cream. And yeah, that seemed to work when I went on the hiking trip with the guys uh, back in May and didn't have any issues with ticks that day, but I don't know if it was something to do. Maybe I left it in the truck or it got too hot or something and the effectiveness of it wore off. But I had the cream all the way up my arms. I had it all the way up my legs. 
and they still got on me. So the best way, in my opinion, to prevent ticks from getting on you is you get the Sawyer spray. This is a tick spray. You treat your clothes. You treat the entire garment, okay? Uh, waistlines, legs. I, I spray everything down. You let that dry, and then you're good to go. Practically what it does is if the tick gets on it, according to the uh, disclaimer of it, it will kill any ticks or anything that get on it. So it pretty much just automatically shocks them. I don't know if it gives them some sort of paralyzation or something, but uh, it keeps them off. And I, I've been using that during the hunting season, not on the off season, but during the hunting season every year. And I've yet, you know, knock on wood yet to have any ticks climb on me when I have fully treated clothes. So going forward, anytime I go into the woods, I'm going to treat my clothes, be prepared. And yeah, I'll put a link in here for the Sawyer spray too. That way you guys can take a, you know, if you want it, you can take a look at it. I'd recommend it highly, but you treat your pants, your outer garments, your shirts, your gloves, your socks, I don't treat my underwear. I'd prefer to keep chemicals away from that area, if you know what I mean. But um, treat your boots. Yeah, uh, you, you can treat your hat. Treat the outside of your hat. Don't treat the inside of it. That one's kind of a mixed feelings uh, thing. But I, I generally spray lightly on that just, just to have that protection on top. But uh, once it dries, you're pretty good. And it lasts up to, I think, six washes. I think you can wash it six times and it still stays on your clothes. So once you treat it, you're pretty much good through the, the hot season of hunting. So really, like I said, we're going to cover three of these uh, ticks diseases that are more common uh, in the U.S. So Lyme's disease, of course, is the most common tick bite disease in the U.S. Um, it's a very serious disease that can cause damage to your nervous system if not caught in early stages. So the best thing to do with that, in my opinion, and this is what I did, is as soon as you start noticing any sort of symptoms, whether you're just anything out of the ordinary, if you know you've been bitten by a tick, and you start seeing any of these signs, you know, for the first three to 30 days uh, after being bitten by a black-legged tick, some of the things to look for uh, with Lyme's disease is a distinctive rash. We all know about the bullseye rash, right? So you get bit and then you get a big rash. It's kind of white in the circle and it's got a little red dot in the middle. So it looks like a bullseye. If you get that, you need to seek medical uh, attention real quick. Um, other things would be fever, chills, headache, muscle and joint pain and fatigue. So, you know, this is where I was, I didn't have the circle like bullseye dot, but I had uh, muscle and joint pain, fatigue, and I didn't start getting a headache and chills until after I started the antibiotics. So, um, but yeah, the, the muscle and joint pain were the big factors for me that made me say, I need to go get checked. So with Lyme disease, days to weeks after onset of illness, one or more of the signs may occur. So you can get multiple rashes, facial paralysis on one side of the face. So you kind of look like you get a stroke. Um, of course, fever, stiff neck, headache, weakness, numbness, uh, or pain in the arms or legs, yeah, irregular heartbeat, you know, this dizziness, feeling lightheaded, so persistent weakness and fatigue. If you have gone undiagnosed or untreated for weeks to months of the illness being in your body, you get joint swelling from arthritis in one or more of the joints, usually in your knees. Uh, problems with the nervous system. Persistent weakness and fatigue. You're going to feel tired all the time. So this thing just kind of goes after your nervous system and your joints. So 
early detection and early treatment is crucial with Lyme disease. I mean, it can be treated with the antibiotics as long as you catch it in early stages. And the antibiotics generally kills Lyme disease. Now, for the one that I have been diagnosed with, and another thing I forgot to mention with this, even though I got diagnosed with the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, I'm going to go back in a couple weeks to get my blood drawn again to make sure that the Lyme disease does not pop up at a later date. So just taking a double precautionary thing just to make sure that we don't have anything underlying that we didn't catch before. And if that's the case, then they'll probably throw me on antibiotics again and try to kill it that way. Anyway, so Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, RMSF. So the signs and symptoms uh, of this can include fever, headache, rash, nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, muscle pain, and lack of appetite, which... Technically, I had experienced all of these after I started taking the antibiotics. So first it was the swelling of the joints and then all of this kind of came in afterwards. Now, the one thing with uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, it usually does not result in chronic or persistent infections. But in some patients who recover from severe RMSF, so if it hasn't been detected early enough and has been left in the body for a long amount of time, it can be left with Permanent damage, including amputation of arms, legs, fingers, or toes uh, from damage to the blood vessels in these areas, uh, hearing loss, paralysis, or mental disability. Um, scary stuff there. This is why you need to go to the doctor, get checked, get your blood drawn if you suspect at all that you may have got bit by a infected tick. Again, antibiotics can kill the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. So the other one that I want to touch on before we close it up for today is the Alpha Gale. Uh, if you listen to the podcast that I had with Carson Corey from Buttermilk Creek Outfitters and Final Draw TV show, he had Alpha Gale probably, I don't know, I think it was three, four years ago from what he mentioned. You know, go back and listen to the episode. He'll tell you. But um, that one is, it gives you an allergy to red meat. So it's something to do with the sugars within the meat, but you become allergic to it and you can't eat any red meat, any dairy, any cheeses, any ice creams, nothing like that. Some people get over it. Carson, fortunately, was able to uh, go back to normal after about a year. Some people never get over it. So that's another one that is, um, that, that would drive me insane. I, I was truly hoping that I didn't have anything like that. And, um, you know, you don't want to get any kind of sickness from these little bastards that are rolling around out in the woods. But, you know, I guess there are worse things out there uh, than spotted fever that I had encountered, you know, especially if you catch it early. Uh, on my case, luckily, I was lucky enough to catch it on the early stages. So anyway, with that, again, prevention, Sawyer clothing treatment. That is, in my opinion, the best way to prevent getting ticks in your uh, clothes or on you. Of course, you would stay out of the woods or anywhere that has tick-infested areas, but what fun is that? You know, we can't hunt, can't fish, can't camp, can't hike, can't do anything if you're always looking after staying away and kind of living in a bubble. So if that's your thing, then by all means, go ahead. But I'm sure most of us that are out there or, you know, most of us listening do not want to do that. And we want to get out and actually enjoy life. So Sawyer spray treatment for your clothes, very highly recommended by me. Like I said, I usually treat that during hunting season, and this is the first year in the last six years that I've had any sort of tick on me at all, and it's just because I decided to use a different tick repellent, which was a cream, and um, I 
paid the price for it and I regret it. I should have just sprayed my clothes. So anyway, easiest uh, way to prevent is the Sawyer spray. But I think that's going to be pretty much all that I'm going to cover for today. You know, I appreciate you all listening. Hopefully this was insightful for you and, you know, hopefully you learned a little something from it or at least found a different way to protect yourself out in the woods from ticks. And, you know, if you enjoyed this episode and you found it useful, you know, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and also leave us a review and share this with your friends too. You know, the more people that we get listening, the better. You know, in the meantime, make sure you check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and shoot us a couple comments on any of those. And check out the website if you haven't done so already, www.sizzlingarrow.com, and sign up for a membership or just read the blogs and the reviews and all that good stuff. So anyway, guys, appreciate y'all listening. Really enjoy it. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And in the meantime, get outside, get in the kitchen, and just simply make things happen. And based on today's episode, spray yourself down with Sawyer if you're in the woods and protect yourself from those little monsters that we call tits. All right, y'all. Take care.